0: God's word uh, I'm not sure. Do you want another refill? No? Okay, I'm good too then. Thanks for asking. Wow, this place is busy, eh? I wonder how many other places have the same scene repeating right now, you know? All the coffee shops and the food fairs and restaurants. Street vendors. I guess we have to let our guards down while we eat. But there's a wariness in it too, isn't there? So we all silently agree to mostly mind our own business while we do the things that we need to do together. But there's always that tension between the two drives, between the safety of the group and the discomfort of being observed when we're around other people. There was this great one-liner in that old TV series Seinfeld, it was, people, they're the worst. Cracks me up because it's such a ridiculous thing to say, but I also get it completely. And of course we need each other and not just for bare survival, but also because we just need people to share stuff with. When you pick through them, you notice that our most joyful experiences are only that way because we shared them with somebody else. You know, gifts exchanged and live music, stories we tell each other and jokes, the community festivals, sports events, movie theaters and plays and on and on. So the simple fact seems to be we need other people. But folks like you and I, we don't always want to admit that we need other people because we don't want to need other people. We like to tell ourselves we'd be better off without them, or maybe they without us, which is a whole other thing. But my point is that if we insist on avoiding other people, we're gonna get fouled up. It's a done deal. The need for connection is wired right into our cores, so much so that you can see little kids figure that out from the start, and immediately they set about using that, you know, basic human need to manipulate each other. The stuff you see on every school playground, like, you can't play with us if you don't do this, or you can't be one of us if you play with them, and so on. You know, hideous shit like that from grade one on up. And you're just a confused little kid with no understanding or knowledge of other choices. So you go along with that crap just to fit in. Maybe you even learn to pass it down. And this is where it all starts, I think. This is where we start down that long, dark, narrowing rabbit hole, obsessing over what others may or may not think of us. I remember times in the past when I could find out that a person that I had zero respect for didn't like me and it would eat me up. Why? What the hell is that? Intellectually I knew it was ridiculous, but I could not convince myself to stop and let it go. Then one day my spiritual mentor gave me what I took at the time to be the stupidest advice I'd ever heard. You know what he said to me? He said, what other people think of you is none of your business. Hello? I remember the first time he said that, I was floored, pissed off actually. He obviously didn't understand the gravity of my misery. So I explained it to him again, hey listen, that guy I'm telling you about was calling me an asshole and he's the one who was the asshole, don't you see? He was wrong for doing whatever it was he did. And as I'm waiting for my buddy to finally let it sink in about how tragically mistaken he is, not seeing that I was clearly the real victim, he just looks at me calmly and says, hey, do you know what that guy's probably thinking about you right now? And I said, what? My friend glances at his watch, and it's about noon at the time, and he looks back up and he says, nothing. He's probably thinking, hmm, wow, I'm having a good sandwich. I'm enjoying a tasty sandwich right now. And then my friend says, you know what else? I bet that guy has not thought of you or any of this stuff you're obsessing over, not even once, not a single time since that day he managed to set you off. I remember just staring at my friend thinking, oh, my, God. How could this man be so insensitive to my misery? And as I'm processing the atrocity that is his objective opinion, he offers this big smile as he adds for extra measure, hey, let me ask you something. How much rent is he paying for all that space he's taking up in your head? Oh, I hated hearing this stuff. And I thought what he was suggesting couldn't possibly be that simple and true. Was it just me? Just me doing this to myself? And of course I understood what he was saying, you know, logically. And of course I knew it would be better for me not to do this to myself. But I just couldn't stop. Constant worry, or embarrassment, or resentment, over even the smallest mistakes I made, or little mishaps, or minor missteps. How stupid I felt, and I thought I looked. And it never really went away, even when I was alone. Each time my heart began to rise on a nice day, it would soon be captured and pulled down by this dark and anxious gravity, the dead weight of sort of hating myself. And I couldn't even tell you for sure why. So in retrospect, my friend's comments pushed me toward the possibility of change, which was, of course, what he was suggesting. But change what? I had to do something, and I considered the options. First, I looked at the numbers. We're approaching, what, nearly 8 billion people in the world today? Okay, then so one of my options to find peace is to go and make every one of those people like and approve of me. Oh, and make them stay that way. Yeah, I didn't think so either. So this left the other rather obvious option, that being to change just one person, me. Change myself somehow, in a way to get me freedom. Freedom to enjoy my own moments without stupid chatter in my head about what others might think. But how to do this. Remember, I was just a dumb kid when all this started, and I had no experience or training in thinking any other way. I had no tools. So I just did what I could, and I wrestled with this stuff for a long time. I was kind of trying to drill holes in what was happening on these occasions, trying to dismantle the obsession and figure out where I was attaching to it. Maybe I could figure out from there how to let it go. So one day, I was kind of daydreaming about scenarios and somehow I wandered into a little thought experiment and it opened the door for me at last it I guess it illuminated what was going on and hinted at how to get free you want to hear it of course you do okay it goes like this let's say the National Space Agency comes to see you and they offer you a secret mission and you tell them sure I love secret space missions and besides I have some vacation time to use up whatever what can I do for you guys and they tell you the backstory Turns out that decades ago, the agency flew a probe out far enough to see on the exact opposite side of the sun, and there they discovered another planet hiding, exactly like Earth, tracking the exact same orbit, and we were blocked from knowing about each other by the sun. And so far, apparently, only we knew about them, they still didn't know about us. So for years we've been quietly and secretly checking out this planet, and the other Earth turned out to be almost an exact replica of our planet, right down to regular, everyday human people living there. So for your role, you're sent there to live among the planet's people, taking notes about life there and reporting it all home. You're doing a cultural study, basically. So you go and settle in there, and you find that living on this planet is surprisingly the same as on Earth. There are regular supermarkets, for example, with tired people just as miserable but waiting in line as they are back at home. And you notice that there are careless people who drop their basket sideways in the stack, so it has to be repositioned just like at home. And common items you want to buy are sometimes out of stock. Cashiers and training take way too long. On it goes, and you think to yourself, wow, this place really is exactly like where I come from. And into your notes, all that goes. And before long, you find yourself settling in quite comfortably. okay, And easily, and even making some friends. Then let's say on one Monday, you go into your assigned office job. And all day long, there are people swinging through the department to say hi to your coworker, Leslie, and to offer her thanks turns out that Leslie must have had a big barbecue on the weekend and invited all the staff to come but not you. Interesting you think. What happened there? Maybe these people need more time to get to know other people or something before they extend invitations or or maybe you broke some social code you didn't know about with Leslie and that's what prevented you getting invited. Hmm who knows. So into your notes go your thoughts and observations. Maybe later you'll figure it out. Then a couple of nights later as you're laying in bed, getting ready to sleep, something occurs to you. Hey, wait a second. Being the only one left out from an office social function. Those kinds of things would have made me crazy back home. So what's going on now? Why is this different? How come it doesn't really bother me right now? Now let's stop here for a second and really imagine that scenario. You can sort of feel it if you project yourself there, can't you? That these events I described on that planet would just kind of hit differently than the same things would back at home. Am I right? But why? What's different about these other Earth people who you really are becoming friends with, and who are seemingly identical in every other respect to those ones whose opinions you always worry about back home? And I think there are actually two parts to this answer. The first is that you're there on this other planet with a clear goal that's all yours. You are on a secret mission. So you are necessarily self-contained. You are content with the fact that only you know what needs to be done and that you just need to do your own thing accordingly. Knowing where you personally want to go provides all the context you need to figure out which way is up for you in any given situation. You know what your goals are, and knowledge of this lends clear meaning to the events and situations that come your way as they arise. And because you are clear on your direction, the preferences of others are not relevant to you. You understand that other people aren't attached to your goals, They don't even know or understand them, and they're busy pursuing their own anyway. So that's the first part of the answer to why you find yourself so socially chill on this new planet then. You have clear personal objectives to pursue, known only to you, and so only you are in a position to determine how well you're doing and how you're making progress. You understand that others just don't understand what you're up to, and that's okay. Now the second part of the answer relates to the fact that You just didn't grow up on this planet you're visiting. You arrived fully grown. And so in this place, this other world, you're not carrying around the childhood baggage of having been pulled away from discovering who you really are. And as an extension of that, how you want to unfold yourself. Okay, so what's my point in all this? What does this mean in the practical sense? Well, it means this. If somewhere along the line, we really did abandon our self-acceptance in favor of playing to the judgments of other people, then that means we can take it all back again. I mean, it is self-acceptance we're talking about here. So the point is, we can do it. You can do it. Social anxiety is an inside job, and it can be corrected. But to pull it off, there's a very, very important catch, I think. And that catch is this. You must become satisfied with your own genuine and active engagement in pursuing self-improvement and living a right life. And this doesn't mean puffing yourself up with, motivational slogans or positive affirmations in the mirror in the morning every day. It means doing real work and making genuine effort. It means you got to start changing what things you should and you can It means gathering up your courage and becoming fearlessly dead frickin' honest about what you are and what you're doing and what you're doing wrong and where you take shortcuts or where you violate what you think are your values or where you shirk your responsibilities, where you break promises, where you gossip And you have to knock all that shit off, period. Completely. People like us cannot afford not to. We must start to like and love who we see looking back at ourselves from the mirror. And by the way, stomp out your own opinions of other people too. What goes around comes around. Get out of that whole useless economy of gossip and contempt without investigation. Don't say it, don't listen to it. You gotta move on. You are above any of that now, period. Do all that and we can be free. We can get up every day with our best intentions to be open-minded and to actively seek ways to be the best people we can be. And if we do these things, well, then what other people think is simply ill-informed and irrelevant. Their opinions become none of our business. We can just dwell on how we have a nice sandwich. Yikes, speaking of which, look at the time. I gotta get back to work. Check please, check please.